Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 46, as the New York Rangers clinch a playoff berth. They have a huge game against the New Jersey Devils tomorrow, or tonight, if you're listening to this, on Thursday. And they get a much-needed win over the Columbus Blue Jackets. They take care of business. uh, And, you know, here we are. We are in crunch time. We are in a full battle for... Home ice advantage come playoff time, and hockey is funky, it is weird, and who knows, maybe we are going for that first overall seed uh, if, you know, the the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, you know, keep playing their shaky game. Uh, So, and I guess I just have to start with Andy. I feel like I haven't spoken to you in a while on the podcast. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, and I think you pretty much summed it up. In the immortal words of Randy Bachman, the New York Rangers are taking care of business. That seems to be their MO since, man, I mean, probably since that one little rough stretch where uh, they were losing some games they probably should have won. Thorns honk outside my New York City apartment. I apologize, but... It's authentic. I love it. It's authentic. Yeah, this is a New York City podcast. We always say that. But I mean, you know, only one... Uh, one loss in their last, what is it? Uh, since the first time they, they lost, they lost, obviously they lost to the Hurricanes and then uh, and the Penguins was in one of their three meetings, but that's eight, their one one. only loss in their last, what, they have two, lo- two losses in their last 10 plus games, you know? So it, it, I, and, and I just think that's a testament. That's what the good teams in this league do. They just win more than they lose. And as opposed to you look at the, the wild card race in the East and it's there for the taking, you know, the Islanders for the most part have taken care of their business to make sure it happened, but they've still dropping some games here and there and Pittsburgh and, and the Florida Panthers literally just, they're like, you take it. No, you take it. No, you take it. You know what I mean? Just blowing leads and just shitty uneven performances. So I think can, that's the, there's so much, not much separates a lot of teams in this league, but consistency is the thing that does separate them. Tip your hat to the Rangers. They've been consistent. Yeah, I, the one thing with Pittsburgh, I'll say if they had just better goaltending, uh, they probably would have no problem getting that wild card spot, but they're so fluky with it. I mean, I don't know how they can play DeSmith down the line here. Uh, I mean, they get inconsistent enough goaltending from Yari as, as 
as it is. Now you have to throw DeSmith in there and it's like, Jesus, you know, and, 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 you know, unfortunately for the New York Rangers, we're the only two that can make those guys all-stars, you know, him and Louis Domingue, uh, you know, the trifecta of the Pittsburgh Penguin goaltending uh, that haunted us all last year. So yeah, it's just, it's amazing that, you know, when we're super focused and kind of have blinders on when we're focused on the New York Rangers, you look around the league and you just, every team has flaws except for the Boston Bruins, really. Like they just never took their foot off the gas, but every single team other than them, I would say are just when their flaws are out and prevalent, they, they stink. It's like amazing. And then, you know, the Boston Bruins are literally the only team that has never really had a rough patch or had to deal with any sort of adversity. And, you know, even when they've had players that were injured, uh, you know, have to sit out. I mean, I know two thirds of the, their top line were sat out the other night. They still just take care of business. And, you know, again, they lost against the Predators. I know that the other night, but it's, they're still seven, three and O in their last 10. And, you know, the worst smear of their season happened against a, a tough loss against, you know, the Nashville Predators who, you know, it, it just, I don't know, Andy, it, it's amazing how, you know, how competitive the East is, but also how open it is. Like, if you're on your game and you get good goaltending, you can beat anybody, maybe besides the Boston Bruins. And, and I still don't trust them to be able to walk through the playoffs like they're walking through the regular season. So, um, yeah, just Andy, what are your thoughts, you know, so far, just looking at where the New York Rangers are, how they clinched and, you know, comparatively against, you know, the rest of the division, you know, the top of the division, we are right there. And I feel like as a Ranger fan, we still haven't touched our full potential yet. You know, we haven't tapped into that like perfect game. So I just want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, no, I. 100% agree with what you're saying because it's like the Rangers are are I think yet again kind of showing what the lessons they learned from last season are and they're all talking about it that just turning it on ge- amping up at the right time gearing up at the right time because that you know I think when they made the playoffs last year they were clearly motivated most of the year I th- it feels almost like they were almost overperforming a bit last year even with how far they went and obviously a lot of it was Igor but you looked at how much effort you saw them giving yeah they had breakdowns and things of that nature like they did this year but it's just I think you didn't see as much of a clear divide between in their performances for when they have it when they didn't and that's which is obviously is one of the reasons they finally turned the page last year since sending the letter out but at the same time this team is so much better on paper this year and but lo and behold, it's they find there's two weeks left in their NHL regular season and they've flipped the switch and they're amping up. And yeah, obviously, they've had some slow starts in first period, but they've basically mastered the art of playing 40 minutes. You know what I mean? They're like, we're not going to burn ourselves out. And if, if that, honestly, with when they do put a full 40 minute effort, they, they've been blowing teams out six, you know, seven to two, six to nothing. You know what I mean? So it's like. they've. They're, they're trying to balance that line between getting into playoff form but also not hurting yourself and, and saving your energy for the postseason now that they've clinched. But I think they're doing a pretty good job of it. I mean, they 
obviously this upcoming game against New Jersey, as you're listening to this uh, tonight, is pretty important because we we basically said the Rangers are locked into third. There's no chance that they're going to pass the New Jersey Devils. Well, it might happen. I mean, it's still, even if they win this game against the Devils, the math is still tough. The Devils would still have, you know, more regulation wins if they end up even tied. But, and the Devils obviously then after losing that game to the Rangers, maybe have to go have a little bit of a rougher stretch. And if you look at their schedule, it's kind of soft as baby crap. But again, you know, a lot of teams as they look to the playoffs, can their performances can slip. So, you know, stranger things have happened, but at the same time, you don't want to kill yourself trying to just lock up home ice advantage. But you obviously you're using this game as a, a chance to make sure you're in playoff form when the playoffs start. So, well, yeah, I, I think, yeah, sorry. Can I ask ahead. you a question? Yeah, go ahead. How much of this game, and this goes, you know, for Lindy Ruff too, you know, and Gallant, how much are they going to show the other team? Like, I know, listen, you got to play your game. You got to play your style. It doesn't really matter. There's enough film on you, uh, you know, for these coaches to watch, to really know you. It's a, you're a familiar opponent, obviously being in the same, not only the same conference, but the same division, you know, but how much is each team going to show the other one? Knowing that you're locked in playing against each other, um, both coaches have both said that home ice advantage it doesn't really make that much a difference. It's not really a concern of theirs right now. I'm just curious, you know, if you had the, you know, if you were coaching the New York Rangers right now, how much are you showing the New Jersey Devils? Like you're not going to trap, right? You're not going to use the systems that you probably will use in the come playoff time. You know, how are you going and approaching this game? Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think so. I don't, like you said, I think there's so much film that I don't think there's any, especially Gerard Gallant, who's not the biggest tactician. He lets his assistants handle that. I don't think, like, I think one of the Rangers' strengths is that you're like, what is their system? And you're <laughs> sure. like, uh, uh, do they have one? I mean, I believe they're kind of like a team that has some core concepts more. They're like, you know, you know, uh, your forward's got to come back and support along the walls and don't fly the zone too early but it's not like these other teams that have like constant scissor points and literally the carolina hurricanes every single step of as they move up and down the ice is literally a systems thing you know what i mean which is good in that it helps make it easier for them but it's also bad because it clearly stifles them offensively a bit they have trouble scoring goals because they're everyone you can't deviate from the system because if you do you're out of place and it's, it, the whole thing falls apart like a house of cards whereas turk is like go have fun out there but if you do something stupid and you don't you know you don't take care of your little your little piece of business i'm gonna you know i'm gonna bench you so so yeah, I, as far as the Rangers, I don't know if it's so much about that. I think it's more about that they will, I think it's both teams are going to kind of play tentative and then I think tempers will flare as it goes on and it'll become a little bit of a um, proliferation of emotion because this is ten, potentially the team you're going to see in the, the first round. So I think it's just naturally going to start off kind of uh, at a certain level and then just kind of elevate, elevate from there. And also I think, the Rangers are looking to shore up a little bit on the back end. You know, luckily, thank God, Igor's found his form as of late because oh, yeah. the Rangers have been giving up some 
boneheaded. Uh, I think the Rangers are the second worst team in the league in terms of turnovers, which is not good. They turn the puck over a lot, but they also have the puck on their stick a lot. That's why it happened. I think Panarin is the second or the second or third most turnover prone forward in the league behind only Pasternak, who is amazing. But obviously when you have the puck all the time, you're going to turn over a lot. Um, and meanwhile, the devils are coming off a pretty, pretty low energy, embarrassing loss to the Islanders where they just didn't play well. You know what I mean? So they're going to look to, to show her up and get better because they got to get their mojo going for the playoffs too. And they're still kind of looking to find some chemistry. It's like, as you know, Meyer hasn't, been as seamless as a click for them but i mean obviously he's still a very good player and he's had some good performances but it's not like you know it's, it's clearly I, I think they're they're still struggling with finding some solidification of their final lineup so i think both teams are are looking to just kind of get comfortable yeah i definitely agree with you the only the only thing you know going into this game I, I think for the new york rangers is i think it's important for them to be physical and not take any of the shit from the New Jersey Devils. And I'm talking about, you know, you got to show, I want them to show a little bit of dominance. I don't really care too much about, listen, I want home ice advantage. If, if, if it's there, you got to go and get it because it, matchup wise, I think it's more important for the Rangers to have home ice advantage as much as it is for the Devils. Devils, I think, you know, they're a little bit more structured in, like, you know, you kind of said, you know, New York Rangers don't really have a full style, but whenever you can get a good matchup, especially with our third line, I really do think that'll be beneficial. Heaven forbid we go to a game seven, which, you know, is a real possibility because the New York Rangers, I don't think have ever in the history of the organization ever gone uh, below seven games when, when they win a series. So, yeah, it's just, uh, no, I obviously know that they've won you know, going back to sweeping the uh, Atlanta Thrashers. Uh, but, you know, for the New York Rangers, it's going to be important for them to obviously establish a forecheck, establish a physical presence. I want them to set the tone and, you know, not get pushed around, not get bullied around. Slow the New Jersey Devils and show them that you're not really afraid of their speed. Their speed is not going to be a non-factor because, you know, I, I want there to be somewhat of a message going into the playoffs saying, you know, are, are we going to be all right? You know, uh, you know, if the New York Rangers are going to be playing this physical, I don't know if I can go full seven games. You know, obviously they're not thinking that in their heads, but, you know, I want them, I want, you know, almost like Inception where you're like, they can't help but think like, oh, fuck this team. Like this team's going to be a fucking nightmare all seven games. Like, you know, and, and, you know, it starts with, you know, obviously the captain, Truba, Schneider. Keandre Miller, you, they, those guys got to be f- physical in the back end. And then, you know, you, you take a player like, uh, you know, Lindgren, he doesn't need to be playing in this type of game. Let's keep him out for the rest of the regular season. There's no reason why Harper isn't playing in a game like this. He can be physical. He can kind of muck it up. Uh, you know, I thought, you know, his, his physical presence and, 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 you know, honestly, his play has been perfectly fine for what the Rangers need to get done. and. You know, I think it's important for the forwards to establish a forecheck and and just like I said, get the puck low, outwork your opponent, make their defense, you know, make decisions, bad decisions with the puck. And, you know, again, I think this game, um, you know, I don't know if coaches really are going to, you know, be, you know, trapping or doing anything that might give away anything, you know, come playoff time. But I think it's more important for the Rangers to 
set a tone and send a message and say, you know, not only are we here, but, you know, good luck come playoff time because, you know, we're coming. Uh, whether or not that happens, I don't know. But, you know, I feel like the New York Rangers always find a way to not show up and sometimes in these big games. So I would hope that the New York Rangers have some pride and take this one home and hopefully get that home ice advantage. Go ahead. If you got something to say, no, I was going to say, I was well, actually, I was going to ask you: is, Have have the Rangers played a game in New Jersey yet this season? Uh, uh yes, they they definitely have. Didn't yeah, they play in? Probably early, they, really early in the season. Yeah. Well, I want to say they played in December. Hold on. Oh yeah, they, like wasn't their second or third game of the season in Jersey? That that, that might have been. Hold on. I don't know. I'm at the, I got to pick, I got to go to the Rangers. I'm at the, looking at the, I have pulled up the Carolina Hurricanes schedule, which I really, I'm already giving the New York Rangers credit of winning the division. Yeah. When all the Carolinas, you know, they got shut out by Tampa the other night. They've, they've, they're struggling a little bit recently. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm, I have their schedule pulled up. Okay. Uh, Interesting, 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 interesting. Um, hmm. We just play the Devils at home. Oh, we, 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 yes. So the Rangers, uh, no, home team's bottom. They not played at the run. No, No, we played in January. They they lost in overtime to the Devils in in January 7th. Yeah. 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 But, you know, I I don't know. I, I think. I I don't know. I, I think this game, it doesn't really matter where it's played. And we also played, or no, we haven't played. Uh, you know, I think it's important for the New York Rangers. Like, I, listen, to win on their home ice is big. I, this game is bigger for the New York Rangers than it is for the Devils. You know, I think, you know, the Rangers coming back and possibly leapfrogging them sends a message. Uh, I think the Rangers being physical sends a message, uh, you know, and I just think that the New York Rangers, you know, I hate to say this as, 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 you know, I don't hate to say this, but as arrogant as it sounds, let's face it, it's, it's the pressures on the Rangers to beat the Devils, even though the Devils have been a better team all, all season. I think there's more pressure for the Rangers to beat the Devils. Devils, I, st- I still think are given the benefit of the doubt of still be, you know, rebuilding and adding some key pieces and going for it. But the New York Rangers, I mean, they are the definition of like this is it. This is the season. Yeah. So there's definitely more pressure for the New York Rangers to come out on top. But I will say this: I think at the same time, if the Rangers lose, I think it, I think they it they feel it less than if the Devils lose. If that makes any sense, even though I think you're correct in that there's more pressure on them to win. But I feel like if the Rangers lose, I feel like that mentality in their room is not going to be. They have such a short memory. That's kind of like one of the hallmarks of the, the the organization for the past few years, which is good and because it's helped them come back from a lot of deficits, especially in playoff series. I mean, it's maddening that they put themselves in that position. Sometimes you almost wish they had a little bit more fear of being on the back foot. Um, but yeah, I just think for a young team like the Devils, I think losing might hurt them a little bit more, at least mentally than it would the Rangers if that makes any sense but at the same time I think going into the game there is more pressure on the Rangers you know what I mean 
Yeah, no, I've kind of both somehow, which is weird, but it feels true to me anyway. No, I, I, I would agree with that. Um, I, I mean, looking forward towards the playoffs. I mean, do, do, do you think there's pressure on, on Gallant to get it done? Because I feel like this season and next season, obviously, well, next season you can't even look at because I feel like our whole team's going to be different. But, you know, this season especially, you know, if the Rangers fail, you know, I, I don't know. Do you, I, you know how Gallant, you know, his, his clock ticks very quickly when uh, his team doesn't do well in the playoffs. He seems to be let go by very, you know, many organizations. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, in a lot of ways, I do feel like Chris Drury is like the perfect GM for Galan, if that makes any sense. I Because but, I think Drury, as a more grittier heart and soul player in the NHL, is more willing to... And also, because like, a lot of the GMs in the league were so far removed from when they were players. They've been executive so much longer. And I think Drury, honestly... Yeah, maybe it's been 10 years, but when, when did he retire? 2010, 20, 20, 2009, you know, 2011, whatever. But, but, at the, but what I'm saying is that I just think that Drury is more willing to, where other GMs, I, apparently the knock on Turk was that, you know, he was constantly saying, I want these types of players, get me these guys, this guy's no good, this guy's good, we, I'm going to play, I need more, you know, whatever. And his vision of, for what the team should be never really sunk sank up with what the GM or the front office's vision of their teams were going to be and when you're successful that's fine you you put up with it but the second you lose uh it doesn't work and apparently that was kind of like that was one of the deals with Mike Sullivan in Pittsburgh right before and right before the Penguins finally won the cup it's there's a lot of rumors that just he rubbed the front office the wrong way and that he was very opinionated and didn't like he wanted it. it was his way or the highway but i think drury basically indulges turk with what he wants sometimes he probably does have to take away his toys but you know at the same time i think he's more willing to like yeah you don't like vitaly crafts off whatever i'm gonna take a bath on an asset it is what it is or you know so um but that being said i i don't know i think i, I think the bar for the rangers and and maybe vis-a-vis james dolan was playoffs I don't, they could lose in the first round for the next three years i feel like you wouldn't feel too much pressure if that makes any sense i just i think as long as they're in the playoffs the owner's going to be happy because you get at least some revenue um but yeah i don't know if we've entered turk has like worn out his his welcome energy yet whereas you kind of hear those rumblings before they happen we heard it in uh florida and we heard it in vegas so yeah yeah so no i mean obviously if if the rangers get bounced in the first round it's fine this year i guess if they miss the playoffs next year then maybe the alarm bells go up but you know i think that's what it would take at this point the biggest tournament in college basketball is underway and the action is just getting started on DraftKings sportsbook one of america's top rated sportsbook apps Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. 
DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $500 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, I just want to bring light to this conversation that if the New York Rangers beat the Devils tonight, when you're listening to this, they would get sole possession of second place. They would have more regulation wins, which is the first tiebreaker. And uh, the New York Rangers would also... um, I think they would... Because it tied with the, the, the amount of points earned against each other in the season. I think that would become tied. And then um, after that, I think it's the greater differential between goals and goals against, which I think the Rangers would have also. So Apparently, the Rangers have the second best goal differential in the league right now. Yep, behind the Boston Bruins. Pretty unbelievable. Considering where they were at, yeah. I mean, lo and behold, everything fall into place at the right time in Igor and... Here we are. So what a time to be alive. It's it's pretty wild, man. Like, and I think they have, let's see, we have 200. Uh, and we have the third best goals against in the entire league. So go figure, man. It's crazy. This James, I, not to cut you off, but I this has been in my head for a while now. And this might derail the podcast a little bit, but I do want to talk about it. Okay. Jacob Truba, this season, what is, how successful, I mean, yes, it's, it's technically there's a two weeks left, but not barring, not counting the playoffs, which you don't know what's going to happen. How would you grade Jacob Truba's first season as the captain of the New York Rangers? I'm just curious. Um, as, a, as a captain, I mean, listen. God, I, listen, as, as a captain, as a captain of the New York Rangers, I feel like I, there's, there wasn't that much of a difference because going back to the prior seasons, you always kind of felt like him and Kreider, Mika were always kind of in charge. Um, and you never felt that, you know, there wasn't, you never felt that there was like a leadership problem. I think more than anything, I just think, I think for fans and, you know, maybe for people that are dying to point fingers at certain things. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, if I had to give it like a grade, I mean, obviously the New York Rangers were very successful this year. Uh, I, I feel like they still haven't tapped into their full potential uh, since getting Patrick Kane and Tarasenko, which is a, a good thing. Yeah. Um, they're still not playing with a healthy roster. Uh, they kind of weathered that storm. Every time I go full, you know, panic button pressing and hammering it, they seem to find a way to turn it around. Uh, do I think this team is tough enough to win four series and, and win a Stanley Cup? I have my doubts, but I'm not really confident in any other team in the league right now besides Boston. Yeah. So. In that sense, it's unfair to me to say that the New York Rangers can't get to the cup final or at least an Eastern Conference final against the Boston Bruins. 
Um, and he is the leader of this team. You know, he threw the helmet. He, he, you know, he's said all the right things. I think his style of play, unfortunately, doesn't is not worth the money that we pay him. But I do think he's important. I think there's an important, you know, aspect to his game where his physicality and the way he can really change a game with one hit is certainly something that the New York Rangers need more of. So, you know, overall, I'm going to give him. I'll I'll give him an honestly an A minus, and you you know how I feel about Truba. I hate listen. The only knock on Truba is that he gets paid a lot of money. If he was making to even just two million dollars less in his contract, I think you know I I think you'd be saying that the New York Rangers, uh, you know, his contract is a steal. If he was making six million dollars, I think there's a lot of New York Rangers fans that'd be like we 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 stole that contract. But he's making eight, which is a lot. And you expect to see, you know, more from him and a little bit more consistency because he does get turned a lot. He does have a problem defending, I think, you know, teams with speed. But I mean, there's not many defensemen that can like there's a reason why the Rangers are at the top of the standings. And it's it, it is because we have players like Adam Fox and Truba and, you know, and and, and you know, our star power up front, you know, as much as we want more from those players. Like they've gotten the job done this season. There's there's not much else you can say about them other than that. And um, yeah, so I give them an A minus. Um, there's not much to really knock them on. I mean, record wise, team wise, where we are in the standings, what we're fighting for. Uh, certainly, you know, the performance last year in the playoffs. I think you know Truba was a huge part of that. Uh, you know, what would you give him as his first year as a captain? I mean, as it's trending now, what what, what did you give him? Uh, did you say B I gave minus? him an A? No, an A, a minus. minus? Yeah. Honestly, it's kind of I would say either A minus or B plus. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I will say this: if the Rangers somehow do win the Stanley Cup, as stupid as it sounds, you can bet your ass in twenty years we're going to be watching. Uh, 30 for 30s or like MSG documentaries about the helmet toss. You absolutely <laughs> yeah. know it. You know what I mean? They're going to talk about it incessantly. They already do talk about it incessantly. Since Jacob, the Rangers record since Jacob Truba threw the helmet. And who knows if he hadn't done that, if it, if it was just a, a message delivered in the locker room, maybe they would have got better anyway. But, you know, the fights and the, the big hits and the answering the bell and the fact that uh, as of late, his play has been pretty good you know looking he got you know i and i honestly i do think he was battling injuries early this season he definitely looks more comfortable like it just kind of it just healed with enough time you know what i mean so yeah i overall i think it's pretty successful and i've said this before i think what makes him such a good captain is that sometimes they lose bad and you're looking for like stoic and he's just like ah you know shit happens gonna gonna move on nothing tomorrow whatever yeah (laughs) And you get a little mad. You're like, where's the accountability? And lo and behold, they just kind of wipe from their memories. They get back on track. You know what I mean? So it's honestly, it's kind of perfect. I think you almost need someone who's, there's obviously so many different ways you can be a captain in this league. Well, I was just going to, I was just going to ask you, like, I, I hate to say this, but you look at like a team like Pittsburgh and like, you see how Crosby is in every single interview. You know, it's always the same shit. You know, he never gets angry, never gets mad. I mean, he'll show a little frustration, but 
you'll never see Crosby like really, you know, blurt out kind of like how Truba did. I mean, do you like, do you think it's beneficial to have moments like that? Because I definitely think there's a time and a place and, and given that game and what it meant for the New York Rangers when he threw the helmet and just, you know, that whole series where he was just, you know, they grabbed a stick and threw it from his hands. Like that shit's embarrassing. And if you're the captain of a team that you know wants to win a Stanley cup, you sure as hell cannot take that shit. And you better come back and you better lead your, you know, your group and, and, and fight like hell. So, I don't know, like, like I hate to say, I, I don't even want to ask this question because it's such a ridiculous question, but, I mean, has there been a better captain in, in the East than Jacob Truba? Because right now, I mean, if you're the captain of the Boston Bruins, I mean, no offense, but they, you, know, you haven't had to do anything in terms of leadership with that team. Yeah. That team... Is a machine. I mean, and we, well, listen, we all know that Patrice Bergeron is an excellent captain. And everyone's I'm not talking. No, right. I know that's not what you're he, saying. But you're saying it's like just because awards get d- delivered to players doesn't mean there was there weren't other good players in the league that year. But in terms of actual having to do that, it's like kind of like why I sometimes have a hard time giving the Hart Trophy to a team that's an absolute juggernaut, even if someone has the best performance. Like, yeah, their team is stacked. Right. It's like, I'd rather give it, it's like, instead of giving it to the guy who had 120 points or whatever, 115 points, I'd rather give it to the guy who got, you know, 98 points on a bottom feeder team somehow. You know what I mean? Right. But, but so to that end, I think who had to do the heaviest lifting? Jacob Truba, definitely. Um, with results to show for. If, you know, obviously I think Pittsburgh has had a lot of, been up against it a lot this year. So, you know, Crosby has also had his, his hands full uh and maybe you can say anders lee with just having to get the aisles back into the postseason you know but they're they're definitely heating up at the right time um but uh yeah no truba i think he's already got the like i said the the uh the newsreel moment that if the rangers do any damage will be looked at and it already is if i'm being honest every every single nhl Tonight, NHL Network, Sportsnet are always talking about the Rangers since the helmet toss. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and and listen, listen, and if the Rangers were having, if the Rangers spiraled out of control and they were just kind of floating out of five hundred teams since then, he would be blamed for it. You know, you'd have to look at you know the the top guys and and tell them to look in the mirror because it's on them. Um, you know, it's not on Drury. Drury built the best team he possibly could. I think. There's not a single Ranger fan that's like, you know, unhappy with what, what, how jury handled this, you know, trade deadline once again, you know, exceeding expectations, maybe not perfect. Maybe the Rangers could have gotten a little grittier and, and a little bit more depth, but I mean, it seems to be working out right now with those guys finding a little, um, you know, you know, synergy with their lines that they're on right now. So uh, yeah, it's it just you look up and down the league right now and, you know, Truba has had maybe the most pressure. I mean, again, I don't think Pittsburgh was automatically penciled into a top three team. I think they're exactly right where they deserve to be a wild card. I'm not obsessed with their team. I don't like their goaltending and I don't like their decor. And I think they depend too much on, you know, Crosby, you know, Malkin and um, oh, my God, what's the little guy's name? Um, he owns us. What's his name? He's got curly hair. On what team? On uh, Pittsburgh. 
Oh, Getzel, Jake Getzel. My Jake God. Jake Getzel, yeah. yeah. Um, I was like trying to think. Yeah, I gave you a, a guy with curly hair. Uh, yeah, so, you know, you know, even Toronto, I just don't think Toronto's exactly where they, you know, belong. I think for the New York Rangers, after going to the Eastern Conference final, naming a captain, um, the pressure that they've had, some of the inconsistencies that they had during the season, you know, it made me question a lot of things. But here we are, you know, with, you know, eight games left in the season and we're fighting for home ice advantage and we're only, you know, five points behind, uh, you know, the division lead. So, again, I, I give you got to sit back, take back and, and take take this all in because next year this could be all over. So, you know, enjoy this season. Enjoy this ride. If I'm the one that's telling you this, you know, it's true because there's nobody, nobody that presses the panic button quicker. There's nobody that's over dramatic and the sky falls quicker on, you know, sit back, enjoy this last eight games because the New York Rangers going into the playoffs, playing the New Jersey Devils doesn't happen often. And, you know, you pray every night that, you know, the New York Rangers could get the job done and, and bring home a Stanley Cup is obviously the ultimate dream. But, you know, again, enjoy the ride because you don't know when it's going to be over and you don't know sure as hell if the Rangers are going to able, you know, with the cap being crunched up against the cap going into next year, whether or not we're going to field even a remotely close team uh, that the one that we have right now. So, um, yeah, so that's my thoughts on that. I mean, Andy, you know. This whole season, kind of looking at it, I know we're almost doing like a podcast wrapping up the season, but you know, the nothing's you know realistically nothing's going to change other than home ice advantage for the Rangers. So it's almost like, you know, it's shocking all that here we are going against the New Jersey Devils, going into the playoffs. It's just it's unbelievable, and this doesn't happen often. Like I said, you know, what what are your thoughts? Just taking it all in that the New York Rangers are going to be playing the Devils in the first round of the playoffs. Um, uh, yeah, it's kind of surreal. Uh, my immediate thought is that I can't believe the Rangers are potentially going to finish third in their division with 98 points where it would put them first in both divis- <laughs> uh, divisions in the West and also it would put them second in the Atlantic. You know what I mean? It right. Would be- so. But uh, yeah, man, I it's crazy. And listen, I there I know it's unlikely, but there is a reality where the Rangers that even if the Rangers don't move out of third, there is a reality where the Devils do pass Carolina. It's again, it's it's unlikely considering how much there's so little time left. But it can happen. I mean, teams. I think if, if Car- you know, all it takes is sub 500 hockey from, from one of those clubs and they can either, they can get past, you know what I mean? So, but obviously that would also have the other team has to win at a insane clip, basically only drop two of their, their final remaining games or whatever. But I, well, I have some breaking news. What's up? The New York Rangers just announced that they signed Philip Heedle to a four year extension. What? 4.4375 Let's million AAV. Let's go. 4 million? 4.4 million. For four years? For four years. Holy fuck. That's an incredible deal. That you I ain't kidding. That. 
You ain't kidding, my friend. Oh, my God. Wow. That's fucking great. Because I figured they might bridge them. I literally the first comment, some idiot. Oh, 4.4 is a bit more than I would like, but I hope oh it all my works out. God. You fucking kidding me? I I saw a statistic the other day about players that produce like per ice time. And I think Phil is of any player in the league that gets like like sub 16 minutes, he's literally the best player in the league. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that, fucking great. That is a great deal. Uh still still wondering how I mean, I will say this. I am very happy as if, as we're about to go another 45 minutes. I'm just kidding. But still, uh, I'm. It's it's good to know because obviously a lot of the conjecture was like, oh no, they signed Trocheck and now Phil, and they didn't think he was going to pan out. And now he's panning out, and then they're going to let they're going to do something stupid to trade him. That does not mean I will say this that, and this we're not going to get into the podcast. That doesn't necessarily mean that that like a Capo Caco would be with the Rangers for the next two seasons. You know what I mean? But, uh. Obviously, this is something that had to happen. Anyone with eyes who watched the Rangers this year know that you need re-signing Phil is super important because it like done growing yet. He's getting stronger. He's getting bigger. He's getting more assertive. Uh, and yeah, he's having a career year and doesn't get like only just started getting any decent power play time. But you know, so excellent deal. Very happy about it. I'm if it was like honestly, if it was like. 4.4 4 for for two like a bridge i would be very pissed but for four seasons that's huge i think that's absolutely huge i think they, oh they, yeah that's a that's a good deal i'm happy with and that. he's only 23 years old so he's yeah. tw- gonna be 27 on his next contract which is he's probably gonna, he's probably well, gonna peak in like next year or the year after that and uh, because obviously i don't think the rangers are going to unless one of them wants a stupidly dumb deal it, Kane and Tarasenko are probably going to go elsewhere. Who knows with Kane, Tarasenko, whoever will pay him the money. Uh, and yeah, this Rangers team still going to have to shed salary for on players like Goudreau. And, Goudreau's you know. gone, and hopefully there's a market for Kreider. I'd love to see him out. That would open up. I mean, right now you're playing a third-line left winger, $6.5 million. There's so many left wingers out there that you could possibly bring in and 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 who knows i mean you you have you do have players like often that you would think and hope that we get a crack at you know and next year's lineup you know is brennan offman you know a fourth line left winger or is he a third line left winger you know you you hope that you, a guy that you drafted in the first round would be able to get you uh you know at, at the age of 20 21 he'd be able to crack on the you know the lineup on the third line so yeah it's you know, and then, you know, you know, a guy like Will Cooley, too, also, you know, at least that's what he's listed. At. God knows what these guys are playing nowadays. But, um, yeah, I, I'm ecstatic. I think that's a great deal. Um, I think if, if you're Filipino, you got to be happy with it because, listen, you're clearly you haven't had the seasons numbers wise to command, you know, as much as Chris Kreider. I, I almost, you know, it, uh, it might actually help that we have Chris Kreider on this team making 6.5 because it's like listen he was a 50 goal scorer and that's the 6.5 million mark so you know who knows um you know but overall i think that's a great deal for hedel i think that's a great deal for the rangers um i think it's much needed uh because now you know if you look down the middle you know mika if he can continue and stay healthy 8.5 million 
5.6 million and 4.4 million for your top three centers. I don't think that that's that crazy of a deal. Um, you know, given, you know, the performance of every guy this so far this season, I think that's pretty good, um, for such an important position. Yeah. Cause that obviously you're thinking about, can they keep Trocek who's been honestly been excellent in his first season as a Ranger? Yeah. Absolutely. I, excellent. He's, you know what? I want to pull up Vinny's numbers. This is while we're giving people flowers this year. Uh, I think he's he's got like nine points in his last seven games or something like that. But where's he at right now? He's got to be. I mean, and this is a guy that, yeah, he got power play time early in the season. Then he was taken off the power play for a good chunk of it. Uh, and then he got put on two. But I mean, yeah, he's got 59 points in 74 games as a second line center on a team that basically has he's got a 20. He got 20 goals. Oh, that's another thing. The Rangers, I think, are the only team in the league with six 20-plus goal scorers. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy, right? It's, uh, it's just it's wild to think about. That's called you know, having it all uh, spread out. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, at first you were thinking, well, they just signed Trocek, thinking that Phil was maybe going to be what he was, a third-line center, and then he pops off now, and you're like, well, fuck, now we got to trade Trocek. But they lock Phil in at a, at a rate that is, like, not a, you know, honestly, maybe a little high for a, a third line center, but also still you're getting, you know, now you're just getting a third line center who plays like a second line center. So you have two second line centers and, you know, uh, yeah. And you'll pay him when, uh, when Procheck eventually moves on because he's not, that whole contract's not lasting here with the Rangers. I, I'll eat my hat if that happens. But wait, whose whole contract? I'm sorry. Procheck. Because what they gave him, they gave him eight years, right? Yeah, and he's twenty nine years old in his first year, so yeah, he'll get traded before that happens or bought out or whatever. But, um, uh, yeah, sorry. Now everyone's texting me about it. Um, but yeah, I, you know, how much time do we have? You know, forty three minutes. I'll wrap up. Soon. But yeah, I just I think obviously it's been known that the Rangers are going to be up against a hell of a cap crunch. They're going to have to do some uh, some major surgery on themselves. And you know that at least one, potentially two guys, you know, either a bunch of guys making less money are going to have to get moved on just to fit everyone under the cap. The cap's still not even going up that much next year. Or you're going to have to convince, you know, Lafreniere to take a bridge. You know what I mean? You know, we still don't know what's going to happen with Keandre Miller. But, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, this makes it a lot easier to at least keep some semblance of this team intact, which is going to be important. And I mean, the Rangers just announced that Adam Shakur is getting loaned to the Hartford Wolfpack. Also, they signed Bryce McConnell Barker to a, P- a PTO. And I mean, obviously, we've, we've already talked about Brett Burrard down there. You know, Absolutely. probably next season, you're going to have uh, Brennan Othman. So there are internal, you know, obviously, it's kind of taking steps back because you're you're starting with raw prospects who are younger. but this is the type of deals you need to do to to main, to stay competitive for a long time because when you just hand out bad deals, I mean self-explanatory, eventually it you know you end up like Pittsburgh now where it's a, they just their depth is you know obviously goaltending kills them, but also you look at some of the players in their bottom six and they're like yikes, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, luckily we could get like a guy with a good pedigree, but he's thirty four and he stinks now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's what you want to avoid if you're the Rangers, so. Good deal, good start to, and honestly, Chris Jury deal wise, I don't necessarily 
disagree with the deals he's made. You know, maybe, maybe obviously trades is a different story. We won't we won't talk about the Buchnevich Blay trade, <laughs> but like at least the contracts he's given out so far, I've been happy with almost pretty much every one. Yeah, you can't really, uh, yeah, you can't really blame him, man. He's been putting the pieces together for us, and he's created a, a, a team that is going to be competing for a Stanley Cup. So, uh, and you know, he's locked in a huge piece. You know, obviously, I'm a big fan of, you know, making sure your your the middle of the ice is shored up. And and right now, the New York Rangers with Mika Trocheck and Bill down the middle of the top three lines. You know, I, you can't do much better than, than that in terms of uh, the amount of money spent and the depth there. So uh, very happy so far with the New York Rangers. Uh, that was just a, a pleasant, 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 pleasant surprise there at the end of the podcast. So, uh, Andy, I'll let you wrap things up. Yeah, uh, like I said off the top, the Rangers have made it their point to take care of business recently. They're going to have to take care of a lot of business tonight against a very tough New Jersey Devils team that literally is their kryptonite because they play fast and the Rangers God bless them are can be slow as molasses but that doesn't mean they're not a dangerous team and they are rounding into form at the right time so it'll be interesting to see how much they get up for this game so thank you everyone for tuning in um, unfortunately I will not be here for the next podcast I am going away for the weekend but uh, luckily James will I know you'll do a good job, Dave, but I'm going to, I can't wait to listen to it and we shall be back together again next week. So uh, enjoy the game and enjoy the weekend and enjoy the weather warming up. Thank you for listening to the Broadway boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway boys pod, and please rate review and subscribe on Apple podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the hockey podcast network.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.